how much video do you watch on your phone? This is something Jason LaBelle wants to know and is very keen to get you to watch more because Jason, who's a legend in the industry, is now the head of video at MTN South Africa. Jason LaBelle, why do you want me to stare at my phone more? <laughs> Thanks for the intro, Toby. Um, we want you to stare at your phone more because you're more valuable on our network when you do. Uh, video is sticky. Video uh, drives uh, uh, better usage of our network. Uh, we've invested all that money into 5G yes. um, and putting 5G all over the place. And we need to fill those pipes. Um, and what better way to, that, to do that with a great uh, binge-worthy show on one of the the AirSpot services? There you go. So you're, you're a network guy. You're going to talk about the network. I'm a content guy. I'm going to talk about the content. Not only are the, those 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 five G pipes going to get used, but also they're pretty cool shows. You know. Absolutely. I mean, we've never seen as much investment going down in content as we have in it's like the a last golden five age. Absolutely. And I, I think for me, the, the, the big aha moment regarding content, by the way, I, I'm also a content guy um, on there. I know, just, I know. I'm just, I'm, I'm just I'm, stuck in a, let, in, in a telco. Just, <laughs> we should probably talk about your history so people know who you are and, and how integrally involved you have been. Integrally, it's a very big word for a Monday morning. You've been involved in, in, in this industry for decades. For a while, yeah. Um, I wasn't always uh, uh, in this industry. I started out actually as a as a management consultant. Actually, my training is an economist, believe it or not, um, on there. Well, but, thank God we got you out of management consulting. Jeez, I know. Huh? It's like the problem with economists is they always look at the world through the rearview mirror. <laughs> you, can never, you can never drive a car down with the rearview mirror. Otherwise, you know, we'll end up crashing, which maybe it's the reason why we crash. But, um, but yeah, so I started out as a management consulting um, and uh, eventually through various means, I landed up at a hardware vendor, believe it or not, in the telco space called Ericsson. Yes. And they then acquired... Small business. Small business. Um, you know, I think at, at one stage, I think, you know, 60% uh, of all the calls made in the world touched Ericsson Networks. I'm sure someone at Ericsson PR will, will correct me. But that was the what they told me back in the that early 2000s. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's probably different now. It's probably Huawei. Um, I was about to say, it's yeah. before Huawei. I mean, at, yeah. at one point pre the Trump uh, trade war with China, a third of everybody in the world was using Huawei in some way or other to make a call or a data Absolutely. connection. Absolutely. I mean, you know, our network really runs on the back of what Huawei do, amongst other vendors. But, but that's that's your job, really, the complexity of how the technology works to deliver the experience. Us consumers don't know whose server does what and what the you shouldn't. the patchwork patch cable work in the server's data center is blah 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 we just pick up our phone and click on a youtube video but it turns out youtube isn't that sticky and it isn't that good frankly um well there's a lot of pressure on 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 youtube and i have my my own thoughts uh, about there actually my job is is not to put the patchwork together my job is uh to ensure that uh you know you watch more video um on there uh, on on youtube i mean look it's it still is the the king in terms of numbers mm -hmm. although tiktok is really giving it a proper going over um there are more 
super users on TikTok than there are on YouTube nowadays. How um, would you define a super user? So generally I look at, um, you know, if you really want to see if people are streaming or not, look at how much data they're consuming. Yeah. And so when you're going and you're looking at, um, you know, data usage, I sort of say someone streaming more than a gig in a month is, is in my opinion, in the context of mobile yeah. um, is, is, is a super user. Now, the reality is if you're sitting at home and you're watching on your big screen TV, on your fiber connection, you'll probably chow that in less than an hour. Yeah. Um, but for, for many people, um, you know, particularly, you know, we're, we're a young generation, mobile first, small screen. It's an interesting thing. I mean, if you went to North America or Asia and you said a super user, someone who uses a gig of data, they go a day. You know, Absolutely. so so we need to be conscious of the fact that we are a very poor continent, that that we have massive challenges that the rest of the world doesn't, and that for a person to be using a gig of data makes them a super user, but also elevates them to a to a, a, an economic category that most people aren't in, that can't afford to spend that money on on entertainment or content because they're probably going to spend it on charging their phone or buying food we need to be aware 100%. that in an african context it's a very different picture and the fact that you have to pay a subscription for a, a, a streaming video on demand service is for many people a, a, a barrier to entry the data alone for many people is a barrier to entry so within the context of of south africa and africa those super users are super users so I think let's put that into context on a on, on a super user because like you 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 you've got to look at where that's coming from. Um, you know, most people sit in a fixed location when they're consuming that um, that amount of uh, um, of content. In a fixed location, you're probably on Wi-Fi. Yeah. Okay. So you wouldn't you wouldn't use that. So um, I'm talking a super user in the context of of, of mobile data usage. Um, that that we've got there. Uh, the reality is most SVOD people, okay, um, are, are are basically predominantly postpaid users, which yeah. is quite sad in its in in itself. You know, one of my jobs is to get you know uh, services like Netflix and Disney and Showmax to penetrate um, into into the masses. And you're right, the, a lot of the the barriers are are, are around data and payment and etc. I define if you are on fiber, or you are a postpaid cellular user, you're the internet one percent. Hundred percent. Just by virtue of the fact Hun that you can. Hundred percent. You can afford that, and and it and it gives you a better quality of service. You get out of this fixed urban environment where people are the internet 1% to where the vast majority of people are using prepaids, their phones aren't particularly good, their connections aren't great, the screen resolution's not good, the you know, the touchscreen's not necessarily that good. It's a vastly different picture. And and that's why I think what you're doing is is I mean, you say you're making money for the network, but actually you're providing people with a service on the only computer they own, which are their, their mobile phone. And part of what I like about you is that you're not, you're not romantic like me. You don't go, it's the only device they own. You're pragmatic. You're, 
you know, I mean, I've known you long enough to notice that both of us have a bit of gray in our beard. <laughs> Some of us a bit more, but I won't point out which of us that is. <laughs> and we're losing a little bit of our hair at the well, same speak time. Speak for yourself. <laughs> You got those curls going those, there. So they are, yeah, they, 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 they like the perfect cover. Yeah. You know, me, I'm in the import export business. I've got to bring some round. <laughs> yeah. I've heard that phrase for ages. But but at the end of the day, it's like I people say to me, data is expensive. Yes, it is, but just stop and think about it. You can watch anything on the internet, on your phone, wherever you are. That's amazing. So when it comes down to, I mean, we realize that that uh, data uh, uh, charges are like a big barrier. Mm. However, we also see the impact when someone starts streaming on I'm fascinated by that. Yeah. So what we've come up with and, and, and one of our main strategies, we come up with this concept called an entertainment pass. Okay. Um, so we've launched uh, two entertainment passes so far. Uh, I thought you said an entertainment boss, not an entertainment pass. I'm like, oh. you will have fun. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the cheerleaders at high school athletics day. I'm like, what's an entertainment pass? Anyway, you will watch the Springboks. We hope you'll watch the Springboks and we hope that uh, in three matches time, they're going to be bringing some goldware back. You know, we've been exporting uh, gold for so many years. It's about time we imported <laughs> some good trophies back home. Um, so the entertainment pass the entertainment lets you pass watch. Is, is, how we do it is this, okay? Um, we put a small premium on top of whatever the um, uh, whatever the subscription price is. Yeah. So we take, um, uh, you know, Disney, for example, um, the mobile version of Disney Plus, which uh, which basically launched back in, in, in August, was is 49 Rand. When you purchase a, a Disney pass, or, you know, we, we, we use the word pass to describe it, a Disney pass, a view pass, et cetera, et cetera. So whenever you hear the word pass, it means it comes with data. For 10 Rand extra, we chuck in two gigs of data. Okay. And that works out at five Rand a gig. So okay. five rand a gig, there isn't anywhere um, that you can get that level of data. Um, and and it, it really, we, we sail close to the wind in terms of, you know, um, on, on charges on there. The reason we do that is that the minute someone leans into a service, and you're absolutely right, the content is fantastic out mm. there. You've never have been so uh, spoiled for choice. You and I are both Star Wars fan, and the, the second coming of the Star Wars universe is pretty fantastic. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely, but I mean, it's not just Star Wars that is that is out there. What? I mean, look what look what there's Marvel a, has done. There's something else apart from Star Wars, really. Well, tell that to Marvel? a Trekkie. <laughs> 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 you know, um, you know I mean, that, it, it is a golden age of content, and I and I, I'm a fan of the, of the, the the TV series adaptation to go off at a tangent. I studied English literature. Because the quality of the writing in the TV shows is so much better. It's what differentiates Hollywood from TV series. The, the writers are still in control of a TV series, and that's where the most creativity happens. Obviously, I'm a writer myself, so I think this is, this is more important than those idiot producers, directors, and actors. So you're obviously a big uh, Amazon Prime fan. I'm guessing that's one of your bigger in repertoire. Some of them, yes. You know, I go through I go through phases in terms of my personal like consumption. 
interesting, like while we, we're on the subject, this is my strategy to it. So I've subscribed to multiple streaming services in the same way I subscribe to, from time to time, Amazon's Audible or Prime Video. So what we do is we'll watch, you know, we'll, we'll, the new season of the morning show will come out. We'll subscribe to Apple TV for a couple of months. We'll watch everything that's there. We'll unsubscribe. Same with, same with, with Disney um, and same with Amazon Prime. So those three ones, we kind of, when we've got stuff to watch, we subscribe and we stop watching, um, you know, Netflix has kind of captured prime position in the space you know they're the oldest they have the biggest content store you know for they a six-year-old spend the most for a six-year-old you know i mean I, I i find this truly delightful you might have the same reaction when i was a kid my sister and i used to read garfield comics yes. in the newspaper my son is besotted for garfield which is now a cartoon on netflix you know, he's watched the season three times. There are only twenty-three episodes. I've watched them all myself. But, <laughs> but, it, but it's it's fascinating to me because I'm seeing <sighs> kills me to use the word content, Jason. But I'm seeing a cartoon. I'm seeing content that I engaged with, you know, decades ago, and it has been repurposed, reinterpreted for another probably two generations later. And my son is enjoying it and loving it. But now it's in a video format. You know, I mean, I, I, I despair for books and reading and literature. 100%. But there's no avoiding the fact that, that this is a video generation. So that's what's interesting. A couple of things. Um, my first interaction with, with Amazon, um, and it was a, like a big aha moment, okay, is that it's interesting. Tech has taken over the world of content. What do I mean by that? Um, you know, you know look exactly at, what you mean. You, you look at Netflix, and they, you know, uh, I think in every second there's something like it was either thirty or three hundred. I forget the exact number, but they are looking at all different metrics and how you interact with it, so that they can actually make through AI a prediction of what you want to watch. Now they got that through their DVD store. They saw yeah. what people were doing. Amazon is the most interesting one because they didn't have a DVD store, but they had a very good bookstore. So if you look at yes. all of the adaptations of what they did, it was through their books. If you look at the original, their their, their first version of original, I think Bosch was one of them um, that it's they had there. Season. It's a it's 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 great, but it was it was based on the books on the popularity Correct. of the books. So they uh, data mining. A different form of content. Correct. It kills me that we're talking like this, Jason. It, it's and, and it kills me. I mean, I studied English literature. My late father. I, I was studying psychology, and I gave it up in second journey. We had this conversation. I remember saying to him, and I still believe it's true. I remember saying to him, "Literature will teach you more about human nature than psychology will." And I believe that. I fundamentally believe that. I believe that 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 is the nature of. I don't know if it's art, it's probably more like a craft, but it's the nature of humanity's way of understanding how we are. We've always used some kind of mass media, plays, poetry, novels, literature. And I, and I, I feel that, 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 you know, to be highbrow about it and say television isn't 
a mass media. Well, you know, in the 19th century, novels were the mass media form, or the 18th mm. century. By the 19th century, there were some newspapers. But, you know, that's that's the nature of how people pick up information. You know, I, I can see a difference in my son if he watches a show that's too old for him with American teenagers that roll their eyes and say teenager things. He behaves like that. So so I think I think there's a there's a, a kind of people aren't aware that this this is where everybody picks up their social cues and their behavioral norms and you know we've got to understand that and this is a video generation so for someone who can watch on their phone you know can't afford a great phone can't afford wi-fi at home but can still experience all the nachas and joys of netflix and i think what the the interesting thing for netflix for me the secret sauce for netflix is that they've gone hyper local in terms of production yeah so um you know in the old days you'd produce uh you know an afrikaans show as an example that seems to be the staple of 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 local production i think you know uh dstv was built uh in certain ways on the back of CakeNet. um that 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 you've got and but in now, some extent probably still does it's probably still very, does. very, very strong. strong category uh you know wherever i where, where, wherever i've been involved been involved in a number of different media businesses afrikaans content seems to to be a really big driver of, of consumption but here's the thing if you go look at what's happened with a squid games a money heist all of these they were hyper local mm. you know um original language um productions and through Netflix's distribution have made them global hits. And they've basically taken the local cinema or the local production yeah. and basically globalized it. Yeah. And I think that is the big thing and why, you know, a service like a Netflix is successful. So to bring it back home to someone watching on their phone, people want to hear stories about themselves. Yeah. They want to hear stories that they can relate to. Your, your son is going to struggle to relate to Hollywood content because he's not American. I don't know. I relate to Money Heist. I, I could see myself, you know, moving into the Mint for a, like a two-week What week city would you be from? Two-week period and, you know, printing money. Yeah. Um, but that, you see, money, so it's a very good example. I didn't get into Squid Games, but Money Heist is a brilliant example. I mean, the first season of Money Heist is extraordinary. Captivating, like the first season of 24. You know, it, it was brilliantly done. I eventually started listening to the English dubbing because I work while I watch TV at night, so I couldn't read the subtitles. Brilliant content for all the reasons it's good. Good story, good characters, good writing, good visuals. You know, what makes it work? I come back to good writing. You know, why do... Why do why does why does Agatha Christie's crime fiction live on all these years later? Why are we seeing Kenneth Branagh reinventing Augustine Perrault? Because you know that's the good writing, but it is exactly that. Do you remember the you know twenty years ago Australian cinema blew up? Mm -hmm. uh, I should be careful of phrases like that, but it it became a massive global phenomenon. And it's exactly what you're talking about, like Squid Game and Cash Heist, Money Heist, sorry, that it's, it's very particular, it's very local, and yet 
by the nature of all good literature, something that's very specific is is actually very general if it's done well. well. How, how many times has Sherlock Holmes been remade or spun off? Exactly. You know, Although, when were those novels written? Benedict Cumberbatch was the was the pinnacle. Absolutely, I agree with you. You know, um, what was it? They've even made a Netflix one with the with the uh, actress from Stranger Things. Oh uh, uh, yes, Enola Holmes. Enola Holmes. Sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, my daughter loved that. But but you see you see like so that's what what I fundamentally believe. Like, there's lots of trash out there. I mean, it's mostly on YouTube. You, you know, you can spend forever looking at the at the the, the kiosks. What are the content? The streaming services call it you can scroll endlessly through what you should watch but actually you're quite right about netflix's algorithm is very good at surfacing what it is you've watched before and what you want to watch um you know my wife and i used to share a profile so netflix was very confused <laughs> i thought we were very schizophrenic um that was funny to watch but but it is part of this video age is what to watch there's a real you know 100 percent. so it's, it's something that uh, uh we worked on and we shelved and we've restarted again is the whole idea of of um, aggregation so i mean look what to watch has been around since you know there was multi-channel pay TV. You used yeah. to, you know, sit on your DSTV remote, z- zapping as they call it. You know, Listen, channel that's, that's better from you know when my mother first bought her our first TV, um, and she got it through Teljoy. Yes, I remember so that. Expensive. Uh, you had to get up and walk through the television to change channels. I remember that when the remote control first came out. We give them the remote, HR, you know. The remote control first came out. We got a VHS. The the, the remote had a cord attached to it. Now I remember they had like a push button thing, like like you know, like when you yes, clicked it in. Yes, you know, yes, yeah, um, yeah. I wish I had one of those in my. You know what I'm actually looking for? Just to change the topic completely, I want to go find an old-fashioned fifties. You know, they used to make them like a, they were like works of Cabinets, art furniture. Yeah. Yes, you know, I'd, I'd love to find we that. We had one it. of those. I know yeah. where you can find us. I've wanted to get one of those and turn it into a fishbowl for years. I'm gonna turn it into fishbowl. I wonder if I can remake the screen in there. Oh, you and can. You, you know, know, you can totally like, mod it. You can. You, know. you can take out the screen and put in a flat panel. It's a fascinating industry in this. It's one of the things I've always been fascinated by. I call it reinterpretive art. Uh, maybe other people do, but I've. I, you know, it's t- people take telephone wire scooby-doo wire and turn them into beautiful baskets you know that's i've always loved that or you know i've got you can see them hanging here the the listeners can't they are um south african oh, wire I, I can frame. see the millennial falcon over there exactly millennium falcon x-wing so they the the wire frame uh um models that 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 people make on the side of the road but they this, they've made for star wars you know there was so so i'm i'm thrilled to hear that but i suppose at the end of the day jason it, it comes down to we work hard to earn money to have a better life and part of having a better life is being able to experience everything on the internet i know i've only spoken about entertainment but i'm a journalist i'm very interested in the news and i don't belabor the point but my experience is that people are desperate for the good news you know as you know we have a 
another company called Scroller.Africa that's on MTN Zayoba. People are desperate for the news and read the news. As much as it kills me, they read news about soccer and celebrities, you know, the two most boring subjects in the world. But everybody else doesn't think so, mm. you know. So so it's not just video. It's, it's everything on the internet that people are just not getting a chance to experience because they don't have fiber at the home or a you know 55 inch tv but they do have a smartphone they can read the news and they can watch videos and because of the way the world has worked if you download the app you can download the video on wi-fi and watch it later so i i think we we're a little bit over complicating and i think we need to paint a picture of what south africa looks like yeah um you know Yes, we have, I think it's around 12 or 14 million TV homes right now, okay, we've got there. But the vast majority, over 90%, have one television set mm. in them. And we have a larger household than many other countries. Household size is, is quite, you know, is, is, is quite substantial. And it's because, you know, um, families come together or yes. extended families or, you know, we have, you know, unfortunate things like HIV AIDS that... You know, Lots um, of families that, live that, together. That exactly um, changes the the whole landscape of, of 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 the household. Now you put in that one uh, television set. You then throw into the mix that um, you know if someone is occupying that television set, there's nowhere to watch it. Then you throw into the mix load shedding. Yeah. So you know that television set is not on all of the time. The next thing, the, the closest thing that you have to to um, basically your television is in your pocket. Yeah. And, you know, it's got a battery. It's always connected. It's connected to the internet. So I think that is where we're driving uh, content. And, I mean, you spoke to me. The first comment you made before we switched on the mics was, yeah, well, there's lots of odd. There's YouTube. You're absolutely right. But what's going on YouTube? These well, people... I, 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 in my defense, I was being sarcastic. No, I know, but you're YouTube, right, though. YouTube is the cesspool of the internet. You're going to put up a beheading video or the horrible stuff happening in, yeah, but... in the world. It all goes on YouTube, which is where my son goes to watch You know, people in Southeast Asia building... Houses those, in the those desert. Thing, those those guys that Mr. dig. Mr. Huang. He's like. Have you, he's amazing, Mr. Huang. Yeah. And there's a one called House Technology. My son is obsessed. It's fantastic. He's in the garden digging in holes. We've managed to keep him out of the middle of the grass. But you know, <laughs> it, it, so there is amazing stuff, but it's not curated. Well, here's the thing, though. Um, I, for me, it's like it's the same story, for instance, with Airbnb. The minute that you've opened something up to to user-generated, you know, where, it, where it's self-curated or self-funded or self-contributed, whatever you want to call it, by a community, okay, 99% of the, the stuff there is either not interesting or rubbish. Yeah. Okay. Um, and therefore, the job of a of a YouTube. I mean, we or could say sarcastically, not good enough for TikTok. Exactly. <laughs> TikTok actually has more super users than YouTube. Well, okay. TikTok also has it has cracked that like the, attention the, span the, thing and the algorithm. Like, like I said to my wife the other day, we were talking about social media. Son's six, and I said, what I need to 
familiarize myself with is what what the social media is going to be after TikTok. Because in 10 years' time, TikTok's going to be, we're going to be looking in your rearview mirror in the same way everyone is looking at Snap and Instagram and Facebook. You know, they, they're still thrivingly huge businesses, but they are, they're not, it's not where the action is. The wait, action's happening on TikTok. Wait till your kids say to you, Dad, you're on Facebook. That's old. I, re- I, I remember, okay. My uh, 95-year-old mother's on there. Yeah. Like, I, I remember taking, going down, had a, uh, we, we, we got a friend and she had um, uh, uh, a decor shop in Parkhurst. Walked in, uh, my, my son had like recently been born and I walked in and sort of showed her Facebook. It was, wow. You know, and like suddenly everyone was on Facebook. He's only 17. That was not that long mm, ago, mm. okay, um, on there. My kids won't have Facebook profiles. They're on Instagram. They yeah. believe that that's if you want to share social media there. And you're right. People now actually going Instagram. You know, I don't know about Meta. Instagrams for pictures. Uh, exactly. TikToks for videos. Yeah. Facebooks for what your grandparents are up to. Correct. And and that's kind of how it's evolving, isn't it? And and TikTok. TikTok is, you know, where all the action is. It's sucking all the ox- advertising oxygen out of the room. But it is a it is a free for all like YouTube. So I I kind of I like the idea of subscribing to a service and knowing what you get. You know the the the, the problem with getting something for free is you get what you paid for. Hundred percent. And I and I've I came up with that phrase. I'm sure everyone else has, but I came up with that phrase twenty years ago working at the Mail and Guardian, and know that that's that's you know so so what you pay for with YouTube or TikTok is endless hours of your own time trying to find something to watch. Yeah. Not um, that you don't do that scrolling through Netflix, but you know. I, I, I think the TikTok is more of that channel zap that you uh, go. When I'm on YouTube, I, I just I want to point out that you did that thumb gesture. Oh, sorry. Yeah, scroll, you forget, you forget. The scroll gesture. No, but, I, but I, I instantly see it because it's, you know, it's like a gesture that you, you know what it means. Everyone knows what it means. My, my mother, who still has a feature phone, I won't give her a smartphone. Sorry, Ma. Um, she knows how to do that. She has an iPad. She's got a 12.9-inch iPad with Bluetooth that syncs to a hearing aid. She uses Zoom. She uses Netflix. She's very sophisticated in her usage. But she also has adopted that thumb gesture. I mean, it's going to be the gesture of our generation, isn't it? Correct. You know, the Japanese even have a phrase for it. They call it Odai Sendai, which means... Thumb generation. Which is probably a very good place for us to leave it there, Jason Lobel, who <laughs> has been around in the content production, sorry to have to admit this in public, management consulting space, but is generally a pretty good and pretty well-dressed economist, I have to say. Thank you very much. I delivered pizzas once upon a time. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just keep delivering the movies for us to watch the pizzas. Perfect. Thank you for joining us. Excellent. Thanks. Great to be here. This is T2S2. My name is Toby Shapshak. And yes, I did get the name from the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy H2G2, which Jason Lobel will definitely remember. Please like us or subscribe wherever you get your podcast. It really does help. And you can read more every day on stuff.co.za.